What's going on, people? What is going on? You are now tuning in to the Heavy Headers ATL. Let's get it. What's going on, people? What is going on? As you already know, this is Heavy Hitters Wednesday. I am your man, the host, Six Man K Styles. And to my stage left, as you already know who this is, this is the Mad Scientist, Mad, my sports. Boom! And we have, you always got to have a minister, a calm before the storm. Down here at the bottom, this is your man, Jew, talk, sports. And now the heavy hitters is complete. So, what do we got three words? The three words we always use to start this show off. What are those three words, Mark? Real. Raw. For those that might not know that reference, that is Diamond Dallas Page. I know most of y'all already know that. But today's Roll call is going to consist of Joseph Thornton, Melvin Emery, Big Ant, AFN's Big Ant, and the Falcon Therapist. Juan, we got Tev Sports and Gaming, we got John Tarogia, Brian Peoples. Hey, man, we got Jamarius Gilliam in here, man. Y'all make sure y'all go hit his channel up and support his content as well. We got Terrell Thomas, Terry Martin, Nathan Floyd, Robert Ponder. We got D. Coleman. We got The Night Whisper. Bubba Gump. Jerry Bowie, ATL Leo, we got the OG in the building, Big Sam, <clears throat> Marcus Johnson, Bobby Boy, Vlad is in the building, we got Carrie in the building, Scotty Robinson, Keyshawn Vlad, Ghost Peppers, we got the Professor in the building. Y'all make sure y'all go subscribe to Noah Tendale. Also subscribe to Coach Unchained. Another one of our brethren, Keith Spencer, Isaac Crime, Silas Draven, uh, Falcon Hawk Braves Extraordinaire. We got Michael Walker, Bronco, Scotty Robinson, Dre Harrison. We got Derek in the building. Hey, Jarvis just popped in as well, as long as Daniel M. So we're going to leave it off here to one 
All right, people, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get right into it. As we already know, the Falcons, unfortunately, fell in their first, first matchup against the Saints. But we're not here to talk about that today. We have moved on to week two now. As you already know, there's a 4 o'clock game going on Sunday between the Falcons and the Rams. And you're about to get three keys to victory. But we're going to do it a little bit different this time. So instead of you getting three keys from everybody, you're getting three keys from the collective. I know that just went over everybody here like three keys from everybody then three keys from the collective. What's the difference? And we're going to go ahead and we're going to kick this off. We're going to let – I thought this was very interesting. Let's go ahead and kick off Jew. We're going to let you kick off what is your key to victory. And I think you had a very interesting one. So I'm going to let the, let the minister run point on this one. Yeah, so as you said, we're all going to give one key to victory – as we always say, the three minds are one. So we're going to all give you guys one key to victory, and then we're going to collab to make our three keys to victory for the Falcons this week to get a victory over the Rams. But mm-hmm. the first key to victory and my key to victory in this game is going to be controlling the tempo. Um, I think we did a good job of doing that in this last game against the Saints. I feel like we set the tone. And when I say control the tempo, we always talk about running the ball controlling the clock, keeping your defense on the sideline, allowing those guys to rest. Because personally, I think we have um, a decent – we're decent when it comes to depth on this defense, um, but we have a lot of injuries right now. Uh, Deion Jones is on IR. Isaiah Oliver is on uh, IR. Uh, Marlon Davison, guys that I thought were going to actually be playing – When the season started, I didn't think that those guys were all going to be on IR heading into the season. So being that we're kind of thin, especially when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, as far as uh, the defensive line and things of those natures, you don't have as many big bodies as I thought we were going to have with Eddie Goldman retiring. You really only have, other than Anthony Rush, you really don't have too many guys that's 320 pounds or more. So I really think in this game – and this is going to be a key to victory pretty much all season to me is controlling the tempo. We know that the Rams uh, like to throw the football. They like to score, you know, in the thirties, they are high scoring team in this game. I think the Falcons are going to have to try to keep Matthew Stafford in that offense on the, uh, on the sideline and watch, watch us on offense operate. Let Marcus Mariota, let this team march it down the field. Like we seen last week with that running game, uh, whether it's Mariota getting on the edge and running the ball, whether it's uh, CP moving the chains, um, I think that that's going to be very important in this game that we control the tempo. If we control the tempo in this game and kind of slow the Rams down, because like I said, they're a high-powered offense. You know that Sean McVay is an offensive-minded coach similar to Arthur Smith, but they're more cut off the old Falcons cloth where they want to go three wide receivers. They don't want to run the ball. We saw that last week with Cam Makers only getting about less than five carries in the game. They're a team that wants to play that pretty style of football. So if you want to keep that high-powered offense off the field, 
run the ball, be tough in the trenches, and be solid on defense, stop the run, and do your best in this game uh, to get more turnovers. If you get turnovers in this game, that's another way to keep Matthew Stafford and uh, Matthew Stafford and that offense off the field is taking the ball away and then limiting their possessions. Because we know if we can control the tempo of the game, that gives them less opportunities to put points on the board. If we're out there, you know, slow grinding that clock and letting that clock run, you know, let that clock run. We want them to be anticipating like, man, we need the ball. We need the ball. We need to have long drives, long drives. Keep those guys on the sideline. Let our defense rest because we know we've seen in this last game. And I really feel like this was a, a big thing that nobody's paying attention to. And you guys touched on it in this last game. In that fourth quarter, fatigue started to set in. When the Saints went up tempo, that fatigue hit. We were blitzing and stuff like that early in the game, but that fatigue wore on our team. So control the tempo in this game. You do that, I think you, you give yourself a really good chance to win. Okay, so very well spoken, Jew. Um, let's have the discussion on this key. Um, I want everybody to kind of put put uh their comments in here as well as far as what y'all think about this key. How do y'all feel like what so so the question I would ask is to Mike when it comes to this key is it sounds like there's four words that goes into this key. What are those four words that go into this key? Hmm. Hey, you muted, man. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Why <are> you muted? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that. That's why I was doing it. I know. I know that. That's what added the hilarious. They yeah, put it in the yeah. chat. So right. we're talking about running the damn ball. Okay. Yes. No, 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 no. Like the Mike, Mike over here. I had to try to get my mime on. I was. I, I tried uh-huh. to mime, yeah. and I yeah. and I ended. Yeah. I ended up voguing instead, and it looked yeah. awkward as hell. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Mike, that is that kind of how you feel like like what is what is your idea of controlling the tempo? What is your idea? football? The great Tony Dungy said when he was first um hired as the head coach, run your style. Don't try to be nobody else, don't try to be Bill Belichick, don't try to be Tony Dungy, do what you do and run your offense. And when it comes down to it, we know Arthur Smith is he's not one of them prissy. Offensive coordinator is going to throw the ball 40, 50 times in the game. He can care less about that type of stuff. He wants balance. He wants the t- team to be tough. Um, he wants these to be aggressive, which is why I said earlier, you know, granted that Marcus Mariota could have, you know, been a little bit more, um, I-, I-, I guess, less aggressive. But at the end of the day, I like I, I totally agree with him. Um, you want guys that you can kind of rein in a bit versus trying to get people amped up and like you know play to a certain level. I want guys that I can already get um, that's already hyped. They already know what they want. So at the end of the day, you know, like I said, you can go back to the drawing board and say, "Hey, man, look, 
and as a play caller, he can sort of, sort of do things to kind of, you know, calm him down. Don't give him as much to do um, as a quarterback. Get the ball out of his hand quick, throw some screens, you know, um, swing passes out of backfield. So you you can do things as a as a play caller to kind of calm your quarterback down um, in certain situations. So I like like I said, run the damn ball. What come to mind? We talk about controlling the tempo. Do you? How about that? Just do you. Okay, yeah. So it's pretty much like I said, it's pretty much what a lot of people hear. I'm I'm going ahead and um I'm gonna go ahead and get some of these comments because I see some very interesting comments as far as where Juice Point comes in at. And the main one that I'm seeing here a lot is this neutralizing Aaron Donald. Now, we already know Aaron Donald, they call him he he he's he's the best as they say, the best defensive lineman in the league right now. But there is a way you can neutralize Aaron Donald, and we've seen it on the bigger stages. And how do you neutralize it? Mike, what are those four words again? Rudy Rudy Tang. Tang. Damn ball. <laughs> no, I said, no, no, you should have kept it going because I was saying pretty chain style. Oh, Rudy <laughs> Tang style? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if you know, if you notice in a lot of the bigger games that you've seen Aaron Donald play in, one of the ways that a lot of teams neutralize him is heavy running attacks. This is why we always, this is why, like, and I'm not putting Cam, I'm not putting Cam Jordan in the conversation with Aaron Donald. But when it comes to pertaining to certain pass rushers, you take them out of their element by running the ball. Like you said, control tempo means time of possession. It means giving your defense the rest. This is exactly what you were saying, and we all agree on that. And this is what a lot of y'all are saying, because Josh Gillen, run the damn ball. Silas Draven here said, protect the damn ball. Um, Say that one again. Protect the ball. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Like I said, uh, Cartier. He said, long drives, short drives, keep your foot on the gas. Um, so let's go ahead and get to this $5 super chat by Dre Harrison. Appreciate the love, homie. And he said, keys to victory, keep that Georgia gruff mentality. All dogs must eat. Definitely agree on that. Definitely agree on that. So, and coming from last game, and I and we like you said we saw it early, as far as the tempo, like you said, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, keep Aaron Donald's ass double engaged all time, <laughs> engaged. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say double team, but I'm gonna say keep his ass engaged with mm. somebody. It ain't gotta be necessarily double team. It most likely will be double teamed, but keep his ass engaged. 
because now you've neutralized the major threat on the defense. And this is what we saw last week. Unfortunately, play didn't go away. Like what you what you always say, three, four plays. Yeah, that's why I said say that again because we didn't protect the ball. We ran the ball for over two hundred yards. We just didn't protect it. That was good. (laughs) So that's that's that need to be a part of the keys to victory when he said not only run the ball, but when you run in the ball, make sure you protect the ball because if you turn it over, rushing for all them yards means nothing. Like we did, we did pretty much everything last week to win the game and still came up incomplete because we didn't protect the ball. So right. So definitely appreciate the five dollar super chat. Now I see one more, and this one was funny. Hold on. D. Coleman said, Marcus, you are not Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we definitely appreciate that, man. So we're going to go ahead and get into our next key to victory. We're going to get Mad Mike's sports key to victory. And I think y'all going to like this one in particular. The floor is yours, Mike. What you got for him? Well, um, if you've been in our space, there's always, um, instead of telling you guys a little, like to be a little bit more graphic, and I always draw a circle and I turn, uh, and I cut that circle in half. Um, basically, what that means if you go and look at a pass rush, you got four defensive linemen, all right, you got a circle. You always want to rush with your edges going. Person. You know what I'm saying? The edges guys, uh, the whether it's Grady, Jared, Ebikitty, Carter, those guys, you want them getting up the field quick, fast as possible. And I don't need you doing jumping jacks like Mr. Dante Fowler. Stay in your lane. Don't do all that cross chopping and spinning and all. Look, all that, all that stuff look good. But that drives coaches crazy because they want discipline. They want you to be quick up the field, discipline, and keep that contained. Because quarterbacks at any given time while you're trying to spin, they come back your way. They cut you in uh, a spin or they got outside. Again, this is why we say I say cut a circle in half and you kind of get a picture, right? The edges and then you got a defensive tackle right here and you got the uh, other defensive tackle. So you always want to rush constantly. So if a guy end up getting uh, pressure up the middle or you get pressure um, on the edges, the quarterback has to step up. Guess what? He's going to run into Grady Jill or he's going to run into um, Anthony Russ. So that's all visually. That's what we always, that's why I always teach. I have circle. You always want your defensive. You always want your defensive line to rush um, as a cohesive unit. So, they have nowhere to escape. It's all, like I said, it's all, um, when you talk about a pass rush, you can't have one guy just going out and doing a, a, a the white friendly spin move. That spin move is, is good, but again, it drives defensive coaches crazy because you know not always have your eye on the target. Pass rush is all about seeing and going to get no wasted movement. So this is what you saw with the Atlanta Falcons. So bass, rush, discipline, keep that pocket. Your edges get upfield. 
not a lot of jumping around. So if you see y'all defense alignment doing all that spinning, jumping, and kicking, karate, look, look, that's not what you want in defensive line. You want these guys to get upfield, get after the quarterback, hold contain so Grady Jarrett, Anthony Russ can finish it up. Or like we saw with Michael Walker, that's how Michael Walker got that sack. Again, keep that contained. Keep your lane so everybody else can make uh, make a play. So with that being said, we talk about password discipline. I think this is most important because of one guy. And I think we all know this guy. The quarterback. He can make some things happen with his arm. But he's not very mobile. So you don't want to get too cocky and saying, all right, he's going to be there. He's not mobile like Jameis. He's not mobile like Marcus. You want to be disciplined in your pass rush. You discipline your pass rush, you're going to get to Matthew Stafford. And I think that's the most important aspect of this game. Don't get too cocky. Have a disciplined pass rush. Don't do too much. Because you got a guy that you feel in your head, he's just going to be there, and we're going to get to him. Discipline. That's what I need from our, our, our front four, our front seven. A disciplined player rest. Don't do too much, and, and just do your damn job. Oh, my God, boy. Uh, street Fighter Street fighter Alpha Mortal Kombat is not here anymore. <laughs> oh, no. We don't but, need that. All right, so Jew, um, what is your take on that as far as the pass rush? What did you think about the pass rushers and how they performed last week as far as Ebiketti, Lorenzo Carter? Um, and how can and how do you feel like they can make this impact on this upcoming game? I think that um our defensive line actually got the upper hand in this game because uh, the Rams, if you guys watched the first game of the season, the Rams lost their best offensive lineman in Whitworth, uh, who retired. I believe he was their left tackle, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And their left tackle last week was getting worked by <laughs> by Von Miller. I don't know what possessed them to go one-on-one, and this is something that OG Sam talked about in y'all's show. I don't know what possessed them to, man, go allow – they uh unexperienced left tackle to go mano we mano with Von Miller, one of the best sack artists of all time. I don't know what possessed them. I guess it was ego, but we see that didn't work out too well. And I just watched Grady Jarrett basically take on two Saints by himself and come up with a sack. I don't know if y'all guys seen Grady mm-hmm. Jarrett line up on the outside as a defensive end last week. You know, break through two guys and get a sack last week. The man had really had two sacks, but they gave him one and a half sack because Lorenzo Carter came and finished off uh, Jameis on one of the sacks. But it really was Grady they got there first. So I think last week those guys did rush as a cohesive unit. As Mike's talking about, if you guys go look um, on Twitter, it's a lot of different people that's putting out you know different videos where they're showing. Um, Baldy even showed it um, in one of his videos where he broke down the defensive line and Cordell Patterson. And our defensive line last week, they was playing like their hair was on fire. So I think in this game, especially if the Rams get cocky and they decide not to run the ball, 
I really think that we could have another four or five sacks because, as we said, Matthew Stafford isn't the most mobile quarterback, but we have some athletes, man. Uh, Evacetti looked good. Uh, even AO. I mean, all of those guys looked good last week. And like Mike said, to me, they did a good job of standing in rush lanes. Uh, Lorenzo Carter, one of the plays, the play where he came up with the uh, one and a, uh, the half sack with him and Grady Jarrett, he came with that uh, strong arm, that straight arm. He just went straight back, pushed the guy straight back, basically almost like a bull rush, and just went right upfield. Uh, Grady, he was doing all his moves. Grady was using every move he had <laughs> on Sunday in, in his pass rush. He looked really dominant, looked motivated, and Evacati looked really, really good. Like, I really think that kid is going to be, could be really special. So I think in this game, our defensive line has the upper hand on the Rams, especially if they take the physicality out of the game and they don't run the ball like they need to. They look similar to what our Falcons looked like the last couple years against the Bills, where they just kept dropping back, dropping back. And what do we what do we talk about? Mike's been saying this for years with the guys that we have on our offensive line. When you don't allow your offensive line to be aggressive and they're always backpedaling, you're not going to see what these guys really can do. We've seen Sunday. These are the same guys that's been getting dominated the last couple of years because they've been backpedaling like they playing basketball. And we've seen last Sunday when they let those guys go forward. You talked about Caleb McGarry. He was handling this business up against Cam Jordan. It's a totally different. It's a total different thing when you give the Saints and those physical players a taste of their own medicine. And last week, that's what we've seen out of our Falcons. Those guys were going forward. Those guys were punching the Saints in the mouth. And they basically gave them a taste of their own medicine. The Saints were so used to these guys backpedaling. But once you hit the bully, you know, in the mouth one good time, you know, they didn't want, they ain't, like I said, they ain't want no parts of our offensive line or Cordell Patterson or that defensive line. Like we stood up to the bully on Sunday and we really, to me, like I said, we dominated the Saints. Like we, we've been known as the little brother the last couple of years to the Saints because they kind of been bullying our, our offensive line and defensive line. But we seen on Sunday when you let these guys punch back and don't have these guys playing with their hands tied behind their back, and we actually got to throw some punches, you know, the Saints was looking like, whoa, you know, it hit different. Those guys, you know, those guys looked like, oh, their eyes was woke up like, okay, maybe, maybe Caleb McGarry can do something. Maybe these guys can do something. Drew Dahlman, we kept, we were talking all, you know, all offseason. And to me, he pretty much, those guys dominated. So, that's what I think is the, the key in this game as far as us rushing the passer, staying in your lane, going straight upfield, and dominating these guys, both on offense and defense. Be aggressive. If you be aggressive in this game, I think that the, the Rams are going to be in trouble because they're a finesse team. <sighs> yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> I rarely saw Jameis Winston even really get out the pocket like that. And that's where Mike is talking about as far as those disciplined rush lines, man, because it's it's good. It, 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 it was good to see that it was like like it was containment rush. As Falcon fans, we really haven't seen that really since the Abraham Patrick Kearney days. Even with Vic Beasley, he, he they they were still rushing out of they 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 still didn't hold contain like that too often. But it was just it, 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 and it played dividends in the running and in the run defense as well. It played dividends because you took the aggressiveness out of these guys. 
you let the athleticism with discipline take over. So yeah, that was a beautiful sight to see. Like you said, it's just hopefully we get to see D'Angelo Malone either this week or whenever here soon so we can see some more of them young athletes out there. But Lorenzo Carter, hey, I will about to say one thing. Grady Jerry got more sacks right now than he did last year. Think about that for a second. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. One game into the season. Come on, man. One. <laughs> yeah, man. And I'm gonna ask and and I'm gonna ask everybody here too. I know a lot of people probably didn't do their homework that I gave them last yesterday. Cam Jordan was running running away from Caleb McGarry. How do I know that? If you look at some of the tape from that game, they had an unbalanced line. It had Caleb McGarry playing playing the left tackle slash tight end. The side that Cam Jordan switched over. Get over here. <laughs> He said, I got money, but I want to spend Red's money. (laughs) 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 But yeah, definitely improvement. Like you said, the defensive line play was good. Um, I love it, man. I don't see what everybody else got to say about that. Let's get a couple of the comments pertaining to that, to that key. Um, Let's see. Let's see. What let's see what folk got to say. Um I said Ghost Pepper here said key on defense, keep blitzing, I can live and die with blitz all day over bad zone looks. Tend to get better, build off what you work first. You don't have to blitz all the time. I, I go ahead, Mike. I, I gotta go see because I'm seeing this all the time. That's a bad strategy. That's a bad strategy. I said it on the post game show. That's not a that's not a good mindset to have the entire game. These guys got tired in the fourth quarter because they were amped. This is why you got to have an offense that can get those key situations. What we're talking about getting in the red zone. The Falcons were two and four. If they were three and four in the red zone rather than two and four in the red zone, we're talking about a completely different game and a game plan. If you don't fumble two times, then you got more um, time uses off the clock. You got more time. So, like I said, I understand that mentality, but I'm telling you right now, playing fast, the entire game is only so many people in the league that can do that thing. You look at basketball, there's only one team, two teams in the NBA that can play as fast as they do, and that's the Hawks and Golden State. Everybody else, that's not that's not something that you want all the time. It's going mm-hmm. playing for 100 miles an hour. Those guys get tired. So this is why if you're going to play that style, you got to have a run game to, to go with that, and you have to be disciplined on the offensive side of the ball. If you want to be aggressive, this is why the Baltimore Ravens have been good so many years is because they play aggressive as hell on the defense side of the ball 
but on the offense side of the ball, they got the perfect yin or yang to that defense. You can't play super aggressive on one side and then super aggressive on the other side. It has to balance, and that's the issue with this Falcon team. They got unbalanced in the second half. They didn't convert on those third downs. They didn't convert in the red zone, and they fumbled the ball. Those are the – again, this is what loses games. Coaches always talk about it. It's a couple of plays doing – you always say it's a two or three players doing this game that loses or wins the game. That's what it comes down to. We can sit, we can sit up here and say, well, Marcus did this and Marcus. Well, that Marcus was only a part of it. Well, Dean Pease, if you would have did, well, Dean Pease was only a, a part of it. Oh, well, what about um the tight end? Parker Hesse, well, yeah, Parker Hesse played. It's a number of things that went into that. So all together, everything has to play together in order for us to get win. You can never win. One player is not – one player would never win or lose a game for you. It's a team, a collaborative effort. Everybody comes in to do their particular job in order to get that win. This is why K Styles is a, a huge fan of special teams. It's one of the most underrated aspects of a football game, and you never hear anything about it. Wow, you never hear a thing about a, a kicker because guess what? The kicker is you never hear anything about a kicker, he doing a dang on job. Mm-hmm. What's a number <clears throat> of things that goes into that? Now, I want to get into this comment here and had Chad 20 said give the secondary credit they gave the D line an extra two seconds on a lot of those blitz plays. Shout out to Mike Ford and Jalen Hawkins. Oh, definitely, man. And the offer got in the mix too. Don't forget that as well. Mm. So, <clears throat> it, like you said, it did. This is what DPs love to do. Like you said, you want to bring those blitzes from every which direction because you don't want to give the keys off of. Okay, I know he's coming. Or, oh man, look, he's coming. Because one of the quickest blitzes you can get off is that nickel corner blitz. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's one of the fastest blitzes you can get off. Cat blitz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, call it a cat, cat blitz. blitz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll see how it looks in about a few weeks when Isaiah Oliver comes back because that's where Ooh, his role specializes. Yes. Mm. I kind of want to piggyback what you said to uh, Kay when you were talking about um, you don't want to give up. Like, who's blitzing? That was something that I talked about, too. In the fourth quarter, we did. Dean Peace did try to mix the blitzes up. But at some point uh, in that last drive, he did bring a blitz again. And Jameis Winston seen where it was coming from, and the offensive line picked it up. So that's something that I kind of put in the chat last night when you guys were doing your show last night. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, Deion Jones coming back. You will need guys that can cover. When you're blitzing, you got to have guys that can cover man-to-man. And that was one of the biggest reasons I was so excited about Casey Hayward, because you seen yes or Sunday, we he was less reluctant to blitz. You heard Dean P say, "I'm not pulling back this year. I'm just gonna call my plays, my full playbook." You seen he was you know blitzing a lot, but that's because he could could uh, he could trust his corners to cover man to man. But you got to be careful also when he was talking about blitzing all the time. Once the offensive line picks up, where who's blitzing? 
that can become dangerous if you can't cover on the back end man to man. And once they spot that one guy that can't cover, and that's kind of what I was talking about with Tom Brady and with good quarterbacks, they're going to find that one guy, that one weakness, so that one person where the mismatch is, and they're going to keep going to that mismatch. And that's kind of what Jameis Winston did later on, and the Saints figured out, okay, we can throw the ball across the middle of the field because they're bringing their, you know, they're bringing their linebackers. They're bringing Michael Walker. They're bringing Rashawn Evans because they know those guys can't cover. So that's, you know, that's mm. big. So that's another reason why you don't necessarily want to mm. blitz like crazy. If you go mm. blitz, you better mix it up. Drew came with that sight, boy. I had to bring the Fabrice out. Y'all don't know why. Y'all trying to figure out why we doing this? Okay. Mm. But then, like, mm. but then, like, and I want to piggyback just with a little sentence here off of what you just said, and this is what Mike's saying too. There's only so many blisses in the damn defensive playbook. And the real question is, like I said, what happens when you don't get home? You better be able Ooh, to cover on the boy. back end because everybody's in man-to-man coverage, so you're gonna get toasted if you can't cover every single person while you're blitzing. And we heard Dean P say that last year when we had Fabian Monroe, who kept getting those holding penalties when we were blitzing, like zero blitzing. He was like, I don't want to leave that corner out to dry. If he can't cover man to man, I send the house. You don't get home and they get that ball off. That quarterback throws it and spots that one-on-one coverage where the guy's not holding up. You know, right. you, you get your draws burnt off. <laughs> you get your draws burnt off. <laughs> Right, boy. I talk about mm-hmm. the elastic, the elastic burning off mm-hmm. them damn thing. Leave your boot, booty butt naked out there. But hey, man, that was that was that was a great dialogue, man. Hey, man, everybody, go ahead and hit that like button, man. Hit that. Hold on, we get we give a few people, a few people to man. If my music will play. All right, man, y'all go ahead and hit that like button and share, man. Like I said, let us know. How y'all feeling this format we doing, man? Because I feel like this is bringing a good clarity on what we talking about and as far as giving everybody their own spotlight, man. So y'all go hit that like button, man. Y'all go ahead and share this. Y'all go ahead and subscribe to Six Man K-Style, Mad My Sports, Jew Talk Sports. Hey, man, it's free. Just hit the like button right there. $3.99. So give y'all a little little break to kind of process this, man. And while we're doing that, man, let's go ahead and read a few of these comments for a couple minutes. Let's see. Space Ranger Joe here said the Falcons had something they didn't have the last five, six years, and that's a run game. The offense finally moving them chains shout. <laughs> Shout it. Shout it. Silent Draven said he liked this format, man. Um Hey Jew, man. Hey, hey y'all, man. Y'all make sure y'all put some fire in here for for, for Jew and Mike. They giving they, they giving y'all great keys, man. Y'all put some fire in this chat, man. We ain't gonna continue until y'all start putting some fire in here. We burning, we burning draws over here. Y'all better put some fire in here. There you go. That's what I want to see. I want, I want fire in here. 
right. All right. We good. I just want I just wanted to set that up, get some fire here. All right. So we got one more key tonight. This is one more key, and this is K Styles key. Um, as you already saw, if y'all just joining in, we've got two keys out the way. Number one, control the tempo. Two, pass rush discipline. And my key for tonight is, let me see, let me go ahead and put it up. Finish what you started. Now, Mike made a good point earlier. Two and four in the red zone. I mean, the obvious thing is the fourth quarter and not finishing the game. That's the obvious thing, but I want to set it up to that point. So the first thing is red zone efficiency. Mike said it before, two and four in the red zone. In order for you to make a statement in games like that, you have to score touchdowns. Field goals are cool, but when you start settling for those field goals, you essentially start taking your own momentum away. This is why it was happy to see Mariota with the quarterback sneak in the red zone. It was good to see a couple of red zone touchdowns. But the problem was it, the turnovers. The turnovers go into this as well. Finish what you start. You have to sustain no drive. This is this, this actually goes in tune with what the last two keys were. Control the tempo. Pass rush. Finish what you started. Turnovers kill your drives. You cannot be killing your drives out here, especially when you're implementing a new style, a new team. Turnovers is the worst thing that can happen. Like I said, Mariota is Mariota is not a running back. If you got the first down, you slide. That's the main thing we've been hearing. But by finishing those drives, getting those touchdowns, you essentially help the defense. The defense doesn't have to work at – well, they still got to work hard, but it takes the pressure off of them to try to make a crucial play. Where did the momentum – where did the momentum get killed from, from – from, when did the momentum start – getting killed for the Falcons last week. When they start turning the ball over, <laughs> period. You're not finishing your drives. Yeah. You're not finishing your drives defensively. You're, you're, you're giving up big plays. You're you're getting doing good on first and second down, but then you're giving up plays. You're not finishing what you started. This this is how you this is how you set your tone. This is how you set the momentum. The Rams right now, 
we hear we hear the talk right now about well the Rams they got embarrassed last week that this is gonna be their revenge game against the Falcons. You think the Falcons ain't mad that they gave up um a sixteen point lead in the fourth quarter? This is an adverse game for them, especially for a young team like this that had to go through that. This is a character game. I ain't worried about Cooper Cup. What the defense have to do is they have to finish what they start. Get to Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is liable to throw you at least two interceptions. Try to get him to throw four. <laughs> and Mike, and, and how do you get the Matt Stafford who can't stand back there? What was your key? Pass, rush, discipline. You got to be disciplined. You can't just think because he's Matt Stafford that you're going to automatically get to him. You got to be disciplined. Don't try to do too much. Do Finish no the job. Pool. Finish the play. Finish the play. I'm going to say it again. Finish the play. Miles was the shortest out of everybody, but if you really want me to put it in the K-Styles way. Look, look, look. If you if you want me to put it in the K Styles way, you have to play the game for sixty minutes. Finish what you started. What y'all got on that, man? What y'all got on that? How y'all feel? You gonna like what I got to say, K Styles? And it's going to be funny because of prior to coming on the show, I'll be talking to my wife. She's not the, the hugest football fan. She's a Dallas Cowboys fan, y'all. Forgive her. Uh, but I asked her, has she ever heard of the statement, always be closing? <laughs> Have you guys heard that before? I didn't know oh, where I heard it before, but I just Googled it, and it came up with a movie. And I was like, I ain't never seen this movie. This movie looked old, like an 80s and 90s movie. <laughs> But I don't know where I heard this saying. I don't know if it was in school. Always be closing. Yeah. Always be closing. I don't know what if, if somebody in the chat know where they heard it. I think I heard it in school somewhere as like a some philosopher was as saying. A sales, it, it? From like sales. I think it's sales. Something always sales. Always be closing. I be, never heard that. I heard it. I'm never thinking. Heard yeah, six, my wife six, said she six, had never heard it. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't say it on the show. But y'all know how I'm unorthodox. So I said, I'm going to say it on the show anyway. Cause maybe somebody else heard it like I heard it, but always be closing it. I know it doesn't sound like um, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't sound like that's proper English. Always be closing, but it goes right along with what K styles is saying. If you approach the fourth quarter, like we approached the first three quarters against the saints, we would have won the game. So that's my, uh, my point of saying always be closing. It goes right along to what you're saying. K styles, finish what you started always be closing if you approach the game the first quarter the way we played the first quarter if we would have played the fourth quarter that same way if you we would have closed them out so all these people that think it's mental with the falcons they think that the falcons tighten up in fourth quarters 
if you approach the game the first three quarters in the fourth quarter like it's the first quarter it's not it's not that it's not mental you see what i'm saying it's not going to affect you and that's what i feel like the falcons i don't really feel like they have a mental you know that they have a mental problem that they're worried about you know oh it's the fourth quarter we're gonna clinch up we're gonna blow another game because a lot of these players are young guys these guys weren't hearing uh 28 to 3 like all these people that are saying 28 to 3 28 to 3 how many players that played on sunday even played in the super bowl they a lot of these guys were not even here so my thing is always be closing is my point as the falcons approach like you said if you start off hot finish the same way you started finish hot and i'll leave it at that okay now i get it always be okay yeah i see why it's a sales damn term mm-hmm. Duh. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, sometimes i don't put two or two together sometimes that hell shit happens but yeah that's that that's a damn good damn saying it, it, it's it was so Alex Baldwin in the movie is um um i forgot the name but it was alec Baldwin who had uh <laughs> That I ain't time. never seen the movie, Mike, but I, I mm-hmm. heard somebody say the quote, and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna use that tonight because that's what the need to be our new slogan. Always be closing. If you protect the I ball, see. if you do the stuff you're supposed to do, like I always talk about those one to two plays in the game mm-hmm. that win or lose you the game. If you do what you're supposed to do early in the game, like think about it. If we go back to the fumble Marcus Mariota, we lost the game by one point. Even if you get a field goal in that drive, you win by two. Mm-hmm. Always be closing. If you mm-hmm. handle your business early in the game, you ain't got to like we like we were saying. And I think it was Don that said this in the after show. If you do the things you posted there early in the game, the game is not even close at the end of the game. So you ain't got to worry about it. The reason the game was close is because we didn't handle our business the first three quarters. We had those mm-hmm. mistakes. We didn't score points when the points were there to be scored. Mm-hmm. Just like just like what bit mama always well what what your mama always told you you always make sure you do it right the first time. Mm-hmm. Exactly <laughs> that point. Exactly. <laughs> and Carrie talking about she didn't gave her point. She talking about run the damn ball, hold on to the ball, get the ball in the end zone. When you're in the end. <laughs> Carrie, your ass gonna be on the show with us one day. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know right now. Yeah, her and Lyric's mom. Cause Lyric's mom. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. Get, we yeah. don't get Lyric's mom on here too. Lyric's mom we, be having some real. She need a channel. She be having some I real. I, I'm gonna need Joseph and Bridget as well. What y'all gonna do a show with us one of these damn days? Cause um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah, letting y'all sure. know exactly. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. That should be that should be a new. Yeah, you're right. That should be a new slogan. A B C sixty. I like that. I see Coach Unchained said he might that need to be on a t-shirt. Yeah, put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, you put that Always on the t-shirt. Always be closing. Always be closing. Yeah. ABC 60. <laughs> Telling y'all right now, y'all still that um uh, look, I'm I'm put I'm gonna put on a rent for 60 days. If, if y'all, everybody know <laughs> y'all is still in our stuff. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, Mike. What what's your take on that, man? What, what's your take? I don't know if you said said anything on how you feel about that. No, I like, like I said, I, I agree for the most part. Um, I'll just say this too. I think people forget 
and I want to kind of bring this up, and then people gonna, you know, they're gonna probably have a flashback like them, uh, like those people in in in, in um, World War Three and in Vietnam, dude. When I say this, but this is one of the reasons why um, Matt Ryan. You got to understand that, like Matt Ryan didn't make mental mistakes. There's one thing about him; he never made mental mistakes. He may have made bad throws. But when it comes to, when it comes down to mental mistakes, he knew everybody's job. He knew his job. He knew the offensive line job. He knew the running back. He knew the coaching. He knew all that type of stuff. So we never had mental mistakes. But if you go back to the Michael Vick days, we had a ton of mental mistakes um, because a lot of these guys are playing on um, you know. I, I like to say that parent, uh, you know how Mick Foley always say testis, testicular fortitude? Mm. That's how a lot of players are just playing. It's just testicular fortitude. I look, I know I can beat you. You can't touch me. And then you had an attitude, you end up making mistakes. That's how Michael Vick was early in, in, in the Vick days. He, he knew he was better, faster, quicker. He could get around this edge. But yeah, he did it, but you got guys that was fundamentally sound, and they would knock the ball out. They would wait for him to get to a certain spot, and then they would surround him. So it's like when you play with that that edge, instead of actually, you know, thinking things through, it's just like, all right, let me get this first down, and then I'm gonna run out of bounds. Let me get this first down. Give me just ten yards, so we can ten yards on third down. Just get the first down. And then we're gonna slow it down and eat up some cotton. Those are the types of things um, that we talk about um, closing that goes into closing. You gotta have those things, and and um, I, and I think that's the one of the things that really killed the Falcons is not so much um, Dean Pease. Like I said, uh, like even myself, I was like, all right, he should have been a little bit more aggressive. But when I went back and looked at it, he was aggressive. The thing is those guys got tired because they were super aggressive in the first half. And like you were saying about Dunn, if you do the things in the first half that you did, and it's, uh, and it's, if you did the things you did in the first half and the second half, you don't have to worry about it. They weren't making a lot of – they didn't have turnovers in the first half. They got turns in the second half. That's what ultimately – like, you got to take care of the ball in the first and the second half as well. Rodney Hill talk about he like he, he like the way I say fire. <laughs> put some fire in the chat. I want hey yeah, y'all go ahead and put some more fire in the chat right quick, man. Cause we get y'all these three keys, man. It, it felt good. But um oh god damn it. I just I just I just had a thought and it just left like that. I look I, I just had an old I just had an old man moment just right there, <laughs> there man. <laughs> Um, Why are you thinking, K-Styles? I'm going to go ahead and piggyback off something Mike just said when he was talking about being more athletic. I think another issue, not just with Michael Vick, but a lot of the guys that are athletes, guys that are not great athletes, um, a lot of the times where they have the edge is mental. When they talk about Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, how those guys are always watching tape, that was one thing that I think as well. When he said Matt Ryan didn't make a lot of mistakes, it was because he wa- he lived in the film room. When you're a gym rat, when you live in the film room, that's why I talked about guys like Tom Brady. 
he's going to find your weak link on your defense because he's sitting there just like Ray Lewis talked about this. And I've seen him talking about this. He said all, all Tom Brady and Ray Lewis did when they played against each other, they're sitting in a film room with a clicker in their hand and they watching every play and they're looking at every single player, all 11 players and seeing, okay, who's off? Which guy is the weak link? Which guy's the weak link? Which guy's the weak link? Okay. And it is pausing it a thousand times, rewinding it, pausing it, looking. Okay. The, the, the corner, the, the third, the third corner, he can't do this. The safety, he can't do this. Okay. So this is where we have our edge. That's where you find the edge in the NFL. And that's why coaching matters. And that's what I was talking about. The Saints making those adjustments. That's the reason why those guys that aren't as athletic, you heard Mike Vick say he didn't study his playbook. He won't sit there with no clicker. He was doing him. He was partying. He was doing him because he knew I can out, you know, I'm more athletic than all of these guys. I'm fast. I'm stronger. I can throw the ball further. But what he didn't have the edge is knowing what all the other weak pieces and weak links of the other opposing team was. That's where you draw that edge. And that's why I say those guys like the Tom Brady's, like the Matt Ryan's, like the Peyton Manning's that's sitting there with that clicker all day long, watching your defense, watching your, you know, your tendencies that matters when it comes down to making that final play in the game. Cause they know this player is going to be off in this situation. So I think that's another thing that we have to focus on as well. Um, and I kind of wanted to piggyback of what, uh, what Mike was saying a lot of the times, like Tom Brady, we know he ain't the most athletic, but mentally his mind is crazy. Like he understands, like they say, he already has all of the answers to the test. He know what your weaknesses are. And he's going to expose every little weakness you have. He's watching that. And he, and that's where he has the edge. I about completely, totally forgot what I was going to say, but I got an audible <laughs> here. Um, as far as, well, uh, as far as where you was talking about Michael Vitt, not really studying the playbook and not really knowing the tendencies. So that kind of begs the question about peerless price. Was Peerless Price really bad, or he didn't have the chemistry with Michael Vick? And that's just one of those questions that the world would never know because it didn't last long. Mm-hmm. It only lasted like three years, yes. But Let's see. Let's see. Let's see a few of these comments. See what people got going on, man. I, yeah, I about totally forgot. It, it was a quote that I had in my head too, and it, it just it was just gone. <laughs> like had that. a mad mic moment. I, look, I'll I'll, 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 com- I'll completely forget everything. I'm sitting right here looking. Right <laughs> I look, 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 look. I'm sitting here worried about fire the chat, boy. I'm about to fry my brain trying to figure out what the hell I was saying. Hey, what the hell? What were we talking about again? Like, what are we talking about again? Boy, that's what happened when you be working them hours and you, you, you be taking them naps. <laughs> right. You boy, I'm gonna let, let look look. I'm gonna I'm gonna let y'all know right now. If any of y'all are young in y'all mid twenties, enjoy this shit. Because once yeah, you hit about thirty five, <laughs> this is for the birds. They can take this back. Take this back. I forgot what I was gonna do. I, man, what, exactly. what, 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 what <laughs> we at the age right now. We at the age right now that naps are like heaven to bro, us. Bro, right boy, what you talking about, man? <laughs> I forgot I took 
Look, I, I, I took a little 30 minute nap. But I forgot I, I didn't even know I was asleep, bro. Boy, I mean, yeah, yeah, but um, okay, so since we kind of on the winded down side of the game, um, anybody else got something that they want to get off, like a final thought of anything before we go ahead and close it out? I got one thing I want to say. Um, and it was actually came when we was watching, I was watching the first game of the season. I was watching, um, when we watched the Rams and the Bills game, I was watching in particular, uh, Bobby Wagner. And to me, when I was watching him in that game for the first couple parts of the game, you know, when he was on the Seahawks, to me, he was a guy that always flashed. Like you knew Bobby Wagner was on the field. I don't know if it's because I'm just not used to seeing him in that Jersey, but he he really didn't flash to me. Like, I didn't realize until that they started talking about him in the telecast. Like, oh, yeah, Bobby Wagner is now on this team. I didn't pay no attention to it. Like, I didn't pick up on it. To me, he didn't flash at all. But one thing that I, I think we need to watch in this game, and I'm going to be watching closely, is to me the Rams on defense, they don't seem like they're a team yet. I don't know if you guys know what I mean by that. Like, they feel like a bunch of mercenaries. Like, you know when you throw yeah. a bunch of collective stars yeah. on one team? but they not clicking. That's what I noticed when I watched the Rams last week, that first, that first game against the bills. I noticed with the bills to me, they seem like the more collective unit. And I noticed that with this Falcons team, they talk about how close these guys are in the locker room, how close these guys are. Marcus Mariota talked a little bit about it today, or when in his press conference, like these guys are hanging out, playing basketball with each other after practice is over ping pong. These guys are really close off the field when i was watching that rams team for whatever reason it looked like a bunch of individuals out there i don't know if it's because these guys are superstars like i seen jalen ramsey was getting dominated by Diggs. they were going at it and then like to me i didn't see that cohesive unit and that's what i'm looking for in this in this game against the rams to me last year they looked more like a cohesive unit even though they didn't have the big names this last game, they look like a bunch of individuals to me. They didn't look like a collective unit. And I think at the end of the day, that kind of affected them the same way when I was watching the Seahawks and the Broncos game. To me, the Seahawks look more like a cohesive unit. And I know, you know, it is uh, Russell Wilson's first time now with the Broncos, his first season. But to me, it looked like that Seattle team, even though they weren't as talented as a collective unit, those guys would, you know, they seem like they played as a collective unit. I want to th- get you guys' thoughts on that. I mean, yes, damn collective unit. Um, when the Broncos uh, get two fumbles on the goal line, that kind of helped in that case too. This is exactly what we talking about. Finish what you started. Uh, how the hell you think the Broncos feel when both of their running backs fumbled on the goal line? <laughs> You lost seventeen to sixteen to Geno Smith and and a less talented Seattle team, but and I'm glad Carrie's in here too because I know she's a um, Manchester City fan and she knows soccer. One important ingredient when it comes to a lot of these sports teams is chemistry, and a lot of times the no name teams usually be the ones closely knitted together. Well, 
the Rams are the Atlanta Falcons from 16 to 19. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you where I'm they I, look I'm gonna I'm gonna let give me get everybody a second to, to kind of understand what I just said. Take that look, in. Uh, look, no, look, I was gonna say the biggest difference is you ain't got um real girlfriends of Paris at corner. Not, look, I, <laughs> <laughs> see that was my job to, to pick on him, but now you took the time out. <laughs> I did it, I did it. Hey. <laughs> But the reason why I'm saying that is because they're buying into their superstars. They're building mm-hmm. a team full of superstars. Mm-hmm. They don't care about an offensive line having an offensive line that gels together. They don't care about a running game anymore. They don't care about stopping the run anymore. They don't care about having safeties that are disciplined anymore. They're trying to get as many superstars on their team as they possibly can. So they say Cooper Cup is going to have you know 200 receptions and – 5,000 targets and uh, 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 Matt Stafford going to pass for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns and Aaron Donald going to have 30 sacks in the season. They are superstar driven. That's what's wrong with the Rams right now. When you start focusing on superstars versus actually building a team, that's when you start seeing the team go down. And I said this before, the Rams are a team that is going to be absolute crap in about two years because they're superstar driven. It was already a rumor out there that Aaron Donald wanted to retire. He has nothing else to prove. He has a Super Bowl. And it was a rumor also out there that Sean McVay, he wanted to retire because they're superstar driven. When you're superstar driven, this is those are the types of Effort that you have. It's like this is a super th- a superstar team. How the hell did they get blown out by Buffalo like that? Well, that's the reason why, because we, they started buying into their own hype. We start buying to the Matt Ryan hype. We start buying into the Julio hype. We start buying into you know the Grady Jarrett hype. We start buying into the Deion Jones hype. We were superstar driven. And when you start thinking I right, I got the best players in the world, I got the best athletes in the world, you start seeing inconsistencies like that. This team shouldn't be putting up, especially if you're a Super Bowl contender, you shouldn't be looking like the, the Rams did in game one. Because championship teams, they just know how to turn that switch on. They know, all right, we it's time to make a statement. You know, when it's game six in the finals, Jordan will let you thank you. Like, oh, okay, well, you good. You got the game close right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, oh, it's two minutes? Oh, oh, Phil Jackson, it's two minutes on the clock? All right, give me the ball. Get out of my way. Let me finish this. That, like, superstars and great teams know these types of things. And that's what when you see the Rams, it's one person on that team that know how to turn on that clock. And that's Aaron Donald. That's it. Everybody's a bunch of scrubs. And now you heard what I said. Cooper Cup is an overrated <laughs> ass wide receiver. He's a volume receiver, a very good pass catcher, an elite pass cut, uh, uh, catcher, but he's overrated as hell. You he gotta have 15, 20 targets to have 150 yards receptions receiving. 
You ain't got to look. You ain't got to believe me. Go look at the numbers. You can see him. He got twenty catches every game. Twenty targets every game. That motherfucker go ahead. That motherfucker go ahead. All the wide receiver records by, by twenty twenty five. Look, he gonna have all. He gonna have all the records. Like, ain't nobody out that triple boy. team in no Cooper Cup. Who the hell took? Look, look at the film yourself. Who the hell is out that triple team in Cooper Cup? Uh, he does have a point there. So, like I said. Kyle Pitts gets more triple teams than Cooper Cup. I ain't seen nobody triple team no Cooper Cup. I ain't seen it. I know Rams fans and football fans like, man, what you mean, man? He gave me a whole bunch of points on uh, in fantasy football. Of course he did. They gonna pass on him every play. Especially in them fantasy football leagues where targets counts as points. But let, let's go ahead and wind it down for the night. Jim, you 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 want to follow up on that or or you good, man? No, that's all I wanted to say. Um oh, okay. they, they put it in the chat. I I couldn't think of the word, but they said chemistry, something we always talk about. They help mm-hmm. these these guys don't got no chemistry together. That was the word I was looking for, but for whatever reason, they just didn't look. You remember Kay, how I was like, Oh, the bill's gonna get blown out the water, but I didn't mm-hmm. we all me and Mike always talk about chemistry. And that went right over our head because we both was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the Rams yeah, yeah. don't smoke yeah. them guys. And when I looked at that defense, they had no chemistry. It looked like a bunch of individuals out there. And like he said, they've been drinking their own Kool-Aid. <laughs> Guess who the leader of that defense, though? <laughs> K-Style, no. <laughs> who that leader of the defense, uh, K-Style? Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. <laughs> I didn't expect them to get blown out the water like that. I ain't, I, 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 I had a feeling Buffalo's going to win, but not like that. They got they, they, they had, had Jalen Ramsey prancing and falling on his face, um, complaining about manicures and shit on the field. I'm like, nah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, 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 like you said, and this is why this year is very important for me too, is because the World Cup is this year, and the United States is actually in this World Cup. It's been a while since they did, and this is why soccer is a very good sport around the world as well, because a lot of these teams have to have chemistry. This is what sports is about. It's about being able to read your guys on the fly it's like an unspoken language i can look at mike right now i can look at mike right now and he he do something simple as do this okay he about to go off let me go ahead and pass on the route or jew <laughs> chomping off at the bit like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, I got something for y'all and i see him do that head nod i'm like you is all okay. in the eyes you look at his Ooh. eyes his eyes tell everything boy right <laughs> look at his right. eyes that's it right a lot of times when y'all see me do this you already know i got something up my sleeve now but like I said, that's what chemistry is about. This is why we did the thing last week as far as how y'all felt about the heavy hitters and what do y'all think that we can improve. It's a chemistry, man. 
it's body. Like I said, it's not necessarily body language because you're seeing us from the face up, so ain't too much body language shit going on here. So it's keys. Mm-hmm. Remember, three minds, one goal, one brotherhood. This is what the heavy hitters is about. So, on that note, we definitely appreciate everybody tuning in to the heavy hitters tonight. Wait a minute, Prince Van said some about the reason he puts up numbers because he's in the slot going against two and threes. I agree. But y'all make sure y'all go ahead and hit them subscribe buttons for Mad My Sports on the way to 10K. It's coming around soon for them. So show them some love. This show will be on on the podcast, uh, Mad Mike Sports, uh, on Apple, as well as Spotify, and most of your podcast platforms. So this episode will be about an hour so I can upload it. Uh, to visit you guys want to uh, listen to it, or you're on, on, on the way to work and whatnot, this episode will be on there. Um, all right, so let's so letting you know that the heavy hitters is everywhere and we ain't going nowhere. And y'all make sure y'all go ahead, hit up and subscribe to Jew Talk Sports, who's on the way to what? 2K, and he's right around the corner. So y'all better definitely show him some love and get him over that hump and put him in the game. He's already in the game. And help your boy out, six-man case Dallas, who's looking for that same goal as well. I got a little bit longer way to go than you, but 2K is coming very soon. I already know where to do. Oh, yeah. So, until next time, people, we ain't here to play. No, no. We here to stay. Ooh, yeah, dig it. You ain't got to go home. Uh-oh. But you got to go. I'm working, y'all. I'm working on my cursing, man. I, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to get over it. I'm going to get it. I'm going I'm to get it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it, man. I call bulls. <laughs> <laughs>